Um, I think so many times we're looking for some big, amazing uh, bolt of lightning, uh, but as, as if you go through this with us, um, you're going to see that it is about us encountering each other. And I've been struggling with a statement. I, I didn't even mean to share this, but I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit lead, us, lead me this morning and just kind of risk everything. And I'm not going to say something horrible, but... Uh, there is a, I, I run uh, down Old Kentucky, and on one of the church churches, this, the, the billboard says, it's all about Jesus. And I agree, it is. However, it isn't, because he made it about us. One of the things he set us for us to do is to be loving each other, to love God and love each other. So I, I don't want to say that what's on that statement is wrong. It's not wrong. I'm not trying to say that our following Jesus is all about us. It's not. But it is about us loving each other. It is about us encountering each other. And I can tell you that the Lord speaks to me through the body. He speaks to me through his word. He speaks to me through his spirit. But he speaks to me through people. He has us here on earth to be able to proclaim his gospel to the, to the hurting. He's using us. So... This whole thing about getting outward and about maybe reconsidering what church is about, get on board with us. Let's learn this together. Let's do it together because I can tell you that I can read things and take things one way, and that may not be exactly the right way. It takes us all to be able to work together to find what it is that God's saying to us. He uses wise people. He puts wise people around you to help give you counsel. If you're living on your own, you don't have wise counsel. I need wise counsel. You need wise counsel. So I really believe that this is a good step for us. We're starting on not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Also, the Dave Ramsey, even though it doesn't sound like a small group, it's going to be a small group. Get connected. Be a part of what we're doing. And let's find out what God is saying. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to dive in. We're talking, if you would, turn with me to John chapter 15. My wife is in... Uh, Gatlinburg at a travel volleyball tournament. They're playing as we speak. So she sends her love. She would certainly rather be here. Not that we don't want to be at our kids' volleyball, uh, but it's not always the funnest thing to drag everything over and play volleyball for 15 games. We've been talking about keeping your life between the ditches, um, how to be productive. can tell you that we need to have purpose. Last, not last week, last week we had a prayer service that was just awesome, but the week before we started talking about John chapter 15, verse 8. It says, to this is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Can we pray? Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask you, Holy Spirit, to teach us this morning. You are saying so many things that are confirming from what Brandon shared to what Jennifer shared um, to even what my mother was sharing this morning while they were praying, while we were practicing. God, you're speaking. Just ask you, Lord, that we would hear you, um, that we would eliminate anything other than you, the voices that we may be hearing or just stuff. Holy Spirit, just teach us. Your, your word tells us that you are our teacher. Teach us this morning. So we've come together to worship you and to learn. In Jesus' name, amen. We learned two weeks ago that bearing fruit, we can see it here, brings glory to God. 
It said, this is to my Father's glory. Bearing fruit shows that I'm a disciple. So checking whether or not you're bearing fruit is a good measuring stick to whether or not you're following Christ. Somebody say amen. Am I bearing fruit? What kind of fruit am I bearing? And we're going to see in just a moment that uh, not only are we to bear fruit, but we are to bear much fruit. God's a much fruit God. God's not a bite of fruit. God is a bowl of fruit. More than you would want. More than you could eat. But God has always been the God of abundance in the way that he created the world. He's always creates more resources than are needed. So if we are really in the word, if we are really in the spirit, God is going to be able to move and provide for us. And God wants you to bear much fruit. Um, let's see. Don't think I want that. Let's look at verse 16, John chapter 15, verse 16. It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that, is this important? You can find purpose here. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Christ chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Not only much fruit, but fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. You are to bear fruit. You have been chosen and appointed so that you would go and bear fruit. So last uh, two weeks ago, Elizabeth texted me in the middle of the sermon. She said, give examples of fruit. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not doing that today. But thank you. That's what we're going to do today. I'm going to try very hard to show you four different kinds of fruit. Now, this is not everything. I'm sure that there's more that you can come up with, but this is where we're going to start today. Four kinds of fruit. Number one, and I've got to be careful that I don't just get stuck right here. Or I need to be careful to get stuck right here. Not only am I looking very hard at what the church is to be, I'm looking very hard at what needs to be preached. What, needs, what, what was intended to be taught in the church? What was intended to be shared when, I, when we individually go out from here? And if you go and study John the Baptist or you go and study Jesus, they basically said, go and do this, this one thing that includes two things. Go and preach repentance. Go and do your own homework. Don't take my word for it. But Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is here. And he said, go and share my gospel. So we can easily get sidetracked with a lot of churchy stuff Or we can focus on what God is saying to do. And one of the main fruits that we are to bear is the fruit of repentance. But I can tell you that in today's church, repentance is not a popular word. What I mean by popular, I don't mean that it's bad. I don't mean that the church has made repentance bad. I just mean the church doesn't talk about it. But Jesus and and John the Baptist said, repent. So what does that mean? Repent. 
What is repentance? Again, I'm, I'm going to find myself way off target because I'm not going to get done, and I need to get done because Brandon talked about roots intertwining, and that's part of my sermon. And I feel like God was saying that to both of us. But I think more important, Jesus, if you, are, if you care at all about what Jesus says to you, he says, repent. So as I've been really studying about the church and what the, what the kind of the big missions of the church is, one of them is communion. And communion is not just recognizing and remembering the broken body of Christ. It's not just remembering the blood of Jesus and how it washes us, but it is to take account of ourselves. It says that when you, when you take communion, so many have fallen away and are sick because they are not doing this properly, and the proper part is repentance. So people are having such a hard time spiritually because they're not repenting. Repenting, I believe, has to start with your acknowledgement of your sin. Or let's back up and say, you've got to know that what you did was sin. The only way to know that is to have the Word of God in you. The only way I can know that it does not agree with the Word of God is to know the Word of God. So I can know the Word of God and not repent. Or I can know the Word of God, follow Christ, and repent. Okay? I get the word in me, I start to recognize, hey, I kind of think this thing I'm doing may be wrong. What would my next step be? Pray. God, is this what I'm doing wrong? I'm trying to line it up in your word. I can't quite get it. Maybe you don't get an answer. What would my next step be? Go to a wise person. Not an unwise person. You can clarify between a wise person and an unwise person. Are they saying what God says? If they're not, that's not the counsel I need. You will be surprised in the counsel that you get if you will pay attention and do some fact-finding. If you would fact-find the news, you'd realize a lot of the stuff they're telling you isn't true. I'm not going to go down that road. My anxiety gets out the roof the second I start thinking about politics. It's not that I don't have opinions. I've got lots of them. But like Brandon said, my opinions will probably disagree with yours. And you want to see the biggest fight that could ever happen in the church or at home? Talk about politics. It's crazy. It's not worth fighting over. But the way that I can know whether I'm receiving wise counsel is to know the Word of God. So you've got to know the Word of God. You've got to then take account. It's why taking communion, if we would do it regularly, if you would continually take communion correctly, you will continually take account of what's going on in your heart. And when you take account of what's going on in your heart, you now have the opportunity to let God have it and get free of it. That, that is one of the main purposes of the pain that Christ went through for you was to set you free. That word this morning is about getting set free. The only way you get set free is to let God have it. 
but you must take account. I can tell you, I will not get free of anything that I don't want to. My wife can't make me. The deacon board can't make me. Nobody can make me. No one. You can try. That, that becomes controlling. That becomes manipulative. My wife's not manipulative. My deacon board, I say that my deacon board, because they're my authority in this church and my job. I'm the one that has to surrender. I'm the one that has to humble myself. Scripture says if I will humble myself, God will exalt me. But if I exalt myself, God will humble me. What's awesome is God gave us the control. He gave us the wheel, and all he said to do was just follow me. If you'll follow me, it's going to go well for you. If you don't follow me, it's not. Is that clear? Today you choose life or death. God gave us full choice. He is just an awesome God that he lets me choose. But I, I want you to hear me. Choose repentance. Repentance is to acknowledge and to take account, to notice, hey, this is wrong in my life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. More than likely, it is going to include you intertwining with someone else and just saying, hey, this is what I'm going through. Why does that include it? Because God's called us to be connected and to love. And let me tell you, when you're really loving each other, you get to know each other. And what happens is we then line up with Scripture where it says, confess your sins one to another. He is faithful and just to forgive you of those sins. So I start to share what I'm going through, and then somebody on the other side of the table said, whoa, 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 what, what are you doing? That's off. Let me tell you why. And then I have an opportunity to turn and go away from that and make different decisions and walk free of that. I'm free of that. I am walking away from that. Shun all appearances of evil. Repentance is turning. Repentance is acknowledging. Repentance is humbling. Do you show the fruit of repentance? If you don't, it's okay. God is here. And there is mercy and grace at his throne. But you must return to the throne. You must return to God. And in returning to God, you are turning from your stuff. Jesus said over and over and over, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. Now, church, when someone comes to you with a spirit of repentance, you don't judge. You love. And what does love do? Love covers it. Do you remember the story of, was it Noah? And him getting drunk and being naked, drunk in his tent, and one of the sons going in backwards and covering him? That's what the church does. Now, history has shown that the church has been judgmental of sinners. 
That is not why Christ came. Christ came for the sinner. Christ came because of my sin. If I had no sin, Christ wouldn't have needed to come. He came because of my sin. So as we step out and begin to connect and begin to hear what each other is going through and we sit down at coffee and somebody just drops a bomb on you. Have you ever sat down to coffee and all of a sudden somebody just drops a bomb on you? I don't think I can handle that one. Yeah, you can. Love on them. Don't run from them. Walk with them. Doesn't mean join in on it. No. Help them, help them walk away from it. Grab my arm and let's walk away from this together. What's amazing is if God hasn't already put somebody around you like this that is in need, he's going to. He's going to this week. So be looking. Be looking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be coming back to this one because this is what the Lord is telling for us to do as a church is repent. All right? Next one. The fruit of the Spirit. Another form of fruit is, is the fruit of the Spirit. It's specific in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. And there are nine character qualities. I want you to know that if you're really following Christ, your character is going to change. Somebody say amen. If you are really following Christ, you are going to change. God's not going to change. He told us very early, I don't change. God doesn't change. Why doesn't God change? He doesn't need to. He's perfect. He's perfect. God doesn't change. We do the changing. So what are the fruits of the Spirit? Do you remember? Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. I want to ask you, are you missing any of those? All of them? <laughs> so I've, I've, I got, I've gotten one page into seven pages that I'm into today, and I'm going to stop. But I'm going to finish with a testimony, a story of mine this week. So... I'm reading and I'm learning about fruit and I'm looking at these nine fruits and I'm thinking, what am I struggling with? So Elizabeth and I cook for her and I make eggs for her and I put spinach in it, but I didn't know you shouldn't put lettuce in it. <laughs> I said it this morning and I'm not self-loathing, but I'm an idiot. I do not, I am completely ignorant when it comes to cooking, but you give me instructions and a recipe by George, I'll follow the recipe to the T. So I accidentally put lettuce in there one time and uh, she made it abundantly clear you don't cook lettuce. And I'm really not a, uh, my spiritual gifting is not acts of service. So when someone's not happy about me cooking them breakfast, I don't handle that well. I don't throw the food at the people. Um, I don't quit doing it, but I also am not very mature in my response so I didn't respond great to that one. So this week, I'm cooking her eggs again. 
and I can't find the spinach. It was in there, but I couldn't find it. But I found spring mix, and it's way darker than regular lettuce is, and I thought, this will be okay. I'll stick that in there, and it's not much. So there she is, and I'm sorry she's not here to defend herself. But she said, I told you not to put lettuce in my eggs. And my anger thermometer went out the roof. And I'm like, do you think I would do it on purpose? Do I get up here and I fix this so that I can ruin this for you so that you can yell at me and then me turn around and yell at you? I'm not doing this on purpose. I'm an idiot. I don't know the difference between spring mix and lettuce and spinach. It's green. It's leafy. It looks the same. I just throw it in there. Sorry. Cook your own. Okay, so I'm not done. Already, the Lord is showing me. You are not acting right. Thanks, God. Got that one. Not really ready to deal with it at this point. Okay, go on about your day. Well, I get to Sam's to pick up the order for Kim for Wednesday night, which was awesome because it had gravy and I put gravy on everything. So it was awesome. I have warm feelings about Wednesday night. So Kim, this has nothing to do with you. But I was there picking up the food. And the lady behind the counter says, what name's it under? And already I'm about to lose it. Not because she said anything wrong. She needs to know what name it's under. Said it's under Paul or it's under Church on the Hill. Well, it's not there and I need a name. And I just turned around and walked, walked off. <laughs> and she said, well, yelling, wait, sir, wait, wait, we'll get it, we'll get it. And I'm like, I just took off. I had other things I needed to shop for. I got back, I went and got stuff for myself, got back in line, went to pay. The person said, go stand over there. We're going to make you wait for, to pick up your stuff. And I'm like, God, this is not going to leave. What, what is going on? So I said, can I please go over here and yell at this lady again? And you go get this other stuff? No, you can't. Yeah, I can. I'm going to walk over here. So I walk over there. And at the same time, this lady's come up saying, I'm sorry. And I'm like, can we please just not have this conversation right now? I just said, her, said to her, I don't want to talk about this at this point. <laughs> and I'm running through my head. Did I say church on the hill? Because it's going to be bad if I said church on the hill. Because now they're going to be applying everything I'm doing to church on the hill. All that to say is I was desperate. I about called you. I wound up sharing it with the worship team that night. I needed somebody to talk to, and I typically don't need people to talk to. And I'm like, I'm going to have a falling down moment that, you know, that McDonald's ends breakfast at 11, and I show up at 11.02, and I show up blazing guns and burn the place to the ground. I say that to just say, I must be full of the word. I must be following Christ because if I'm not, the smallest thing can turn me on the wrong direction. And the only way that I can do that is by being in the word, by being full of the spirit and by being connected to you. I know it's probably easier to say that being in the word is more important than being connected to you, but God said, no, love me. And love each other. It takes them both. 
You cannot do following Christ alone. You are not to be unconnected to the body of Christ. You've got to connect. Now I'm nowhere near where I need to be, but I'm going to stop right there. The fruit of repentance, and I'm just going to say the fruit of your character, but it's the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, self-control, patience. There's nine of them, and that's just the beginning. Please connect. Please connect. Elizabeth and I, Pastor Justin, Michelle, we are praying for you for breakthrough. You know, I've gotten close enough to, to Brandon and Lindsay to know that they're praying for their cat. That sounds silly, but it's not silly. They're praying for their cat. Had I not been close to them, I won't know that. And I won't know that their heart's being poured out. And a cat, you know, who prays for their cat? I do. And I've never really been a cat person, but I have a cat. God cares about what you care about, which in turn, if I care about you, I care about what you care about. Justin was out yesterday spreading uh, gravel. I saw you with that thing. Yeah, I didn't stop, <laughs> but, I, but I prayed for you. <laughs> I prayed for you. <laughs> he had a skid steer or something. I'm like, he's got that under control. I, I'm going to go over here. Can we be real? I knew what was going on with his, I knew that he had it unloaded. I knew his dad was working with him. I know the story. So I didn't want to get in the middle of you and your dad. I'm letting you do that. Yeah. Stand up with me and let me pray for you. If you would just bow your heads with me for just a second. I just want you to hear, hear the Lord this morning. Are you listening? Are you really following Christ? Repent. Father, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You guys have a great day. Have a great week. Hopefully, we'll see you Wednesday night. What are we eating, Kim? Are you in here? Pizza casserole. That sounds... Oh, Linda. Uh, Harold and Linda Smith. They're preparing. God bless you. You guys have a great week.